shit. I did it five times, and I walked out with a lie in my mind. No red meats, I'm back on the streets. Things done changed, it's a new game. Cats that I knew that was into the books. To flip the script and turned into crooks. Homies would say that the player Jay Lee would always say good things about me. I say for real, they say for real. Too bad the homie died in the dope deal. He left you a key for a mailbox. He said sorry about something didn't stop. I took the key to the mailbox. Opened it up, and you know what? Jay Lee yeah. left me 92 G's and a note that read what I please. Forgive me, friend, for I have sinned. Sometimes we forget what life we're in. I know money, what we pay to hurt, but maybe it could wash away the dirt. Cause we were born with hearts of gold, but as we get old, the heart gets cold. I folded the note and kept it with me, so I can always be with the homie Jay Lee. I thought good things like before the drugs and before the train with no love. I called my wife, she was surprised, she took me back. Now, how you love that? And just like that, I'm out of the game. That was the last stop on that train. Shit, I'ma tell you. And that was the last stop on that train. Yeah. All right, also radio, you are tuning in Nikki with Tina. MC Pause, DJ Litda, and Sierra. Sierra in the Who, building. Who's out there? This beat is no <laughs> echo. But um, Marco, thank you, thank you, new friends Polo. for coming in, coming by. You guys are always welcome here now. Your official old soul radio members, and in, in, in the club. Um, but yeah, we have some extra time. Archivist is busy tonight, so I'll be doing a little after hours, old soul final hour radio as we uh, transition out here. But uh, yeah, stay stay locked in, stay tuning in. I'm going to play a little bit more music uh, before the end of the night. Uh, thank you again, Linda, for bringing your records, bringing them out all the way to the mission here, San Francisco. Call in recommendations. Yes. Next, <laughs> call, us. call us. Find the number somehow. I don't even know the phone number. Um, <laughs> Instagram, DM, Mutiny Radio SF, Mutiny Radio. <laughs> there you FM, go. M, old, old Soul Collective with a K. K <laughs> PR right here. My PR, my PR people. All right, I'm gonna play a couple more tracks. I'm gonna play this new one on on a shit again yeah. by Mike Jack 3200. This song is hella sick. The night's still young. Also, radio, we out. Chill.
They like Jack on the track, all shit, he on that shit again Watch me double back on that bitch, had to spin again Chopper hold a drum, yeah, this 50 hitting mini men Break a bitch neck, looking like, oh, is it really him? Cash crew, 3-2, bitch, yeah, we really them Niggas wanna knock the jack off, nigga, kill me then They don't really like me, nigga, fuck it, they gon' feel me then Niggas thought it wasn't gon' work, huh, silly them Bitch, I'm one one ain't no nigga that could copy me Had to get my muscle up, bitch, I felt like Mafia D Shack up in the booth, name a nigga out here stopping me I'ma rob the robber, ain't no nigga out here Robbing me, bitch said, boy, you ain't shit. Hmm, probably. Bitch, I like my money, different colors like Monopoly. Said she play my music every day. I guess she rock with me. Not a rock star, but I can show you how to rock a beat. Oh shit, Mike Jack on that shit again. Oh shit, Mike Jack on that shit again. If I'm not the number one pick, they better pick again. They done brought the jack out, bitch. It's time to get it in. Big stepping, feeling like I'm stunner man, bitch. I'm bitch pressing. Big fat 40 split a minute, split second. Bitch, you know I'm top two and I ain't getting picked second. Do I think I'm really him, nigga? That's a trick question. Put your trust before your love, nigga. That's a big lesson. Feel like Arnold Schwarzenegger, bitch. You know I'm big flexing. Put that pressure on a nigga, bitch. I'm full court pressing. Nigga, step it up. Foot up on their neck. I ain't letting up. Swap it up. Skull photo. Oh, ain't no catching up. Set it up. Trying to test me, man. I'ma send them up. I'ma get the can popping, nigga. This ain't seven up. Wet him up. Try to throw a Bullet, but I read him up. Level up. This ain't Mortal Kombat. Come and test your luck. Tether luck. Niggas turn the bitches when that weapon up. Talking about a scoreboard. Nigga, you ain't never up. Nigga, nigga, you ain't never up. Oh shit, Mike Jack on that shit again. Oh shit, Mike Jack on that shit again. Oh shit, Mike Jack on that shit again. If I'm not the number one pick, they better pick again. They done brought the jack out. Bitch, it's time to get it in, nigga. Oh shit, Mike Jack on that shit again. Oh shit, Mike Jack on that shit again. Oh shit, Mike Jack on that shit again. If I'm not the number one pick, they better pick again. They done brought the jack out. Bitch, it's time to get it in, nigga. Bag head 
I'm in love, it started off when we were at the club when I first met you Then after the walk, I find out you're rocking roots, roof, and refuge Slid in my DM, she's liking the way I'm speaking My authenticity happens for no reason Had a couple of meetings, I feel it, but does she feel it? Asked if I could kiss her, she said she couldn't believe it Nobody's ever asked her if they can give her a kiss I said, baby, how many whack MCs must get this? Talking lips, holding on to her hips, follow the motion Feeling again that love is my most favorite emotion Regain my focus while smoking to Floating locust, damn, somebody finally got me out comatosis Before I met her, was honestly feeling hopeless By finding love, so I was loving me the mostest One true came around teaching me about wholeness, man I think I love her, hoping this time is the dopest Could my true love really be my true love? I truly hope so, cause I'm in love Kissing your forehead while you give me a hug A lover, boy, that's why I'm in love again Could my true love really be my true love? I truly hope so, cause I'm Kissing your forehead while you give me a hug I love a boy, that's why I'm All in love again Love at last, it's been a minute since I could do my dance My favorite feeling when I'm All in love again Hopefully this will last, this is like my third second chance at love Love at last, it's been a minute since I could do my dance My favorite feeling when I'm All in love again Hopefully this will last, this is like my third second chance at love Could my true love really be my true love? I truly hope so cause I'm feeling you love Kissing your forehead while you give me a hug A lover boy never pretend to be thug I got up, went with her to the club Ask get me something Came back with a dang hands and a dupe dupe to put the blunt in Went on a hike after months of us doing nothing I apologize if you feel you couldn't discuss this with me Baby girl we had a good thing Or so I thought I forgot to always ask you about things It blew my mind Thought you still needed time to open up We broke up because my heart and my mind have opened up This is why communication is key It's the most important component a relationship needs To plant seeds inside each other's hearts that grow leaves Water them till they trees With the love that you seize from the saplings Converted into energy planting Another set of seeds for myself Continue rapping, I'm happy Know what I need to make me happy A fat split and a tolly to make me laughy A travesty I couldn't stop from happening Managing a teacher's salary Can't wait till the day that I'm in I'll take my time, no need to rush To the day where I'm Until the day where I fall in love again Could my true love really be my true love? I truly hope so cause I'm falling in love Kissing your forehead while you give me a hug A lover boy that's why I'm falling in love again Could my true love really be my true love? I truly hope so cause I'm falling in love Kissing your forehead while you give me a hug A lover boy that's why I'm falling in love again Love at last, it's been a minute since I could do my dance My favorite feeling when I'm all in love again Until it doesn't last, waiting for my four second chance at love Love at last, it's been a minute since I could do my dance My favorite feeling when I'm all in love again Until it doesn't last, waiting for my four second chance at love
uh. I see it in my dreams So in IG I hit her with a DM And now she all on me Now she all on me Now she all on me I see it in my dreams Now she all on me Toast crunch And she rolled them blunts up My buttercup Yeah, she more than enough Curvy as fuck With her hair in a bun Make me wanna choose up Had to slow it down Cause I know my role now Ten toes on a hoe Almost took the toenail Treat me like a king Poor Henny All in the holy grail The rotten apple You know the road got stale Fixed every glitch in the mix Got rich Finny belt buckle Got it grabbing on my hip muscle She love the fact I'm a hustler She get wet dreams Thinking about when I fucked her Just last month we was under the cover Walking through the room with a lingerie on My finger in the womb trying to feel the rainstorm She know the name of a dawn On a late night hitter And she quick to reply in the DM And I know that she be him And she quick to reply now she on me And I know that she be him I see it in my dreams So in the IG I hit her with a DM And now she all on me Now she all on me Now she all on me I see it in my dreams But now she all on me My lucky charm She in love with the life Her smile with a price But it come with a cause Alligator on the shirt Yeah, the shirt is Lacoste She know the difference Made the transition Risk glisten Plotting on some chicken Control my women I ain't Scotty Pippen Gold on some linen In the stove in the kitchen I get it Wanna lay up, wake up with the kid, don't it feel good? I came from section 8 where it's real hard. Baby, fix a plate if it's so full. She a good bitch. Feds raid the spot and she won't say shit, not a word to say. She waiting on daddy in the lace lingerie. Hop out the caddy in the gold vintage frame, she a dime. Even on the off day, I ain't trying to gas you. But girl, I gotta have you. And I'm just talking facts, baby. I ain't trying to gas you, but a player gotta have you. I see it in my dreams, so in the IG. I hit her with a DM, and now she all on me. Now she all on me. Now she all on me. I see it in my dreams, but now she all on me. The girl who's looking beautiful from head to toe That drinks Pacifico and can roll on the go Knows how to pack the blunt fat as I drive up the road Pull up, hop out, get high, watch the blunt implode I need a girl who's gonna understand that I rep the scope Straight from the mission, yo, that's why she wants me close She'll never want to be leaving my side because it's cold She knows I'll keep her warm and make her feel at home I need a cutie who's always gonna be at my show She's standing at the front, the finest in the road She knows exactly what I need when I start moving slow I let her take control to show me what she knows I need a woman who'll work it out with me like I'm cold She knows to slap my songs, to have a conscious grow She understand my collective 
songs are her purely own She's heard my story told, but still wants my hand to hold I need a, I need a apple bomb, you gotta go in on I need a, I need a, I need a, I need a apple bomb Bonita, bonita. Only my closest homies see you got me feeling no way. This is something different. We know that feeling's acting a play. Been looking forward to the moments when my nights and my days been puffing clouds, morning loud in the flash of our days. Fine, teaching me patience, but good love I'll wait. Mind and body moving in cadence, we both act the way. I want nothing more than a kick it like up all day. A trip is swanking, I find a safe Can't keep my hands from chasing Your lips I'm tasting Baby girl, eat you up If I say my grace I feel so warm in your embrace Slow and steady gon' win this race And time will wear each other out But for now we gon' have to wait Your soul will need that Shout out Benita, shout out Chula, shout out San Diego, we out ski, catch us at Beauty Bar. Yeah, catch us at Beauty Bar. Shoot. <laughs> Shoot. Oh shit, it's the Madam Police. <laughs> MPs. Ms. Police. Ms. Pac-Man. Yeah, Ms. Pac-Man. <laughs> I know what you're thinking, but it isn't true. Now, I know what you're thinking, but it isn't true. Then he comes into this office and goes, I know what you're thinking, but it isn't true. Isn't it obvious that this was all of error and that he, he a guy is in a lady's auxiliary? No, they know it's a mistake and they're getting him transferred out, but he's spending the night, you know, and... 
they didn't realize that he might cause trouble, like having one guy in there. But he was supposed to be isolated in his own barracks, and it was a screw-up that that woman came and got him gotcha. off. They do that a lot. Two incidences one night? Two incidents. Now, she was a, this woman in the 30s and 40s was like a statuesque, sexy man-killer. She was in 150 movies. Wow. Um, she's got two stars on the Walk of Fame because when her movie career started to dry up because she got older and she wasn't, she couldn't play. Yeah. She turned to te- television and she got real smart. So she got two stars on the Hollywood Walk of Fame. So one star has a film uh, projector. Right. Yeah. And then the other one has a TV set. Yes. Was she on um, radio? Does she have a radio one? She doesn't. Commenting on her other woman roles, Barry once said, I seem to be a woman always with a gun in her purse. I'm terrified of guns. Oh my God, I go from what? What? Francis was out the window. You missed it. Yeah, and he what he's doing is saying, like, nice ass, toots. Go ahead and play it. And she's like, how dare you? Yeah, you're the one with the nice ass. That's really gold-bricking. Well, I try to tell her. I can see right here what you're trying to tell them. That a mule talked to you. They didn't believe me. And neither would I. So don't pull any of that mule hanky-packy around here. <laughs> mule hanky-packy. I mean, oh, yes, ma'am. For lack of clear-cut evidence, I will not press charges against you. But let me make one thing quite plain. Until you are transferred out, you're a whack officer. You will think as we do and do as we do. Everything? Everything. <laughs> that is whack. You want me to whack off? You want to whack? Yeah, because they say whack officer, and you hear whack off a lot. <laughs> I forgot about whack officer. <laughs> mother says your mother's right. She's really up on things. Why, before we married, mommy served in the wax in the Philippines. That's right, yeah. Hey, all right. Now, in the movie, I don't understand why he comes out in his bathrobe. It's right, he is in the military. There isn't some mistake. He comes out and joins the troops in his... I don't understand why you're wearing a skinny tie and Speedo. I mean, just because you're playing cheap trick doesn't mean like... <laughs> <laughs> uh. Now I had heard the wax recruited old maids for the war. But mommy Look at that. He's at least wear a shirt, Donald. Seem a little weak. But for what? Why does he come out like that? I don't get it. Now he's going like, to fall in line and do the exercises with them. He's like, oh, it's a big mistake, and that's why I'm naked. You can wear some clothes, goddammit. Did he not think that he had to go for military training in the morning? I don't know, and I don't know why he comes out like this. And they're giggling. There's our main whack, our captain. Yeah, she looks great. That haircut. Let's see here. Is that Dean Parker? Now she was in everything, man. She was all over TV. Was that Sazu Pitts? 
no, Zazu Pitts is like a wacky lady who's in the infirmary. She's with the animals. And she was in the first movie. She's reprising her role. On the fifth movie. Yes. So the um, sixth and seventh movie, the director went on to do Mr. Ed and Donald and Chill Wills wasn't in it. It was Mickey Rooney. Mr. Ed was a movie, not just a TV no, show. No, no, but when they did Francis, uh, Francis in the Haunted House, and I think oh. the other, it was Mickey Rooney taking over, and it was really? uh, Paul Freer did the last voice, the the famous uh, voice talent from Disney. You recognize his voice? I, I I can't do his voice right now. So they're all giggling at him. I didn't know this. I don't think they should have done that. I think they should have stick to their genuine roots. Well, I think it's just they wanted the series to continue. You know what I mean? Like how there's yeah. always air buddies and space buddies. They want you their know. money. Yeah. Like talking animal movies are, are great kid fodder, you know? I'm trying to think of a talking animal movie I liked. Like the animal talks. Oh, I guess Pauly. Did you ever see that with Jay Moore and Buddy Hackett? No. It was like a, a smart-ass parakeet. No, I never did. It's not bad. It's cute. Yeah, I never understood talking animals. Like, do they they understand humans, but they don't understand their other animals? Yeah, I guess not. And they can't talk to their other animals. They don't speak English. You know, talking dogs creep me out because dogs use their mouths not only to talk, but to fucking attack people and, and you know. Right. Yeah, so this it's talking, but it's also the same set of jaws it's going to use to kill an animal. Okay, I never think of it that way. Look, his back is hurting. So now we're going to get more mistaken sexist stuff. Why don't you go listen uh, to sure. it so you can get offended. I heard Donkey Kong called. He wants his barrel back. Oh, I see. Uh, you men went into the rugged things, no doubt. Oh, yes, up to course and that sort of thing. You know, steal that wall, jump that hurdle, and, and climb that landing net. You mean confidence course, Lieutenant. Mm -hmm. We racks don't use it. Yeah, well, it's pretty strenuous. It wasn't meant for women. And I'm sure the women would appreciate it if you'd show them how it's done sometime. Fine. Maybe I can even get a few volunteers to help you. Wonderful. Me? Yes, you, Lieutenant. What? What did I get myself into? What did I talk myself into? He's got one of those Jack Lane bodies. Right? Like, you know, mm -hmm. nowadays guys are like, I can't wait to have a four-pack ab. Yeah, every time a guy takes off his shirt in a television show or a movie, he's he's like a guy who goes to the gym. Right. It's really not realistic. So I was watching this thing called... um. The Good Place. It's just a Ted Danson streaming show. Yeah, right. Yeah, the sitcom. And so there's this guy. He's named Cheedy, and he's a he's a professorly guy. He's like a professor of philosophy, and it was ridiculous. He took his shirt off in one episode, and he was six pack ripped. It made yeah. no sense. He, uh, yeah, it's like you ever see uh, Guardians of the Galaxy in the second uh -huh. one. He takes his shirt off for a split second, and everyone in the audience is like. Swoon. It's like, <laughs> dude, that guy must have like worked out insanely just for that one scene where he takes his shirt off. Right, exactly. Now Arnold Schwarzenegger did that at sixty for his Genesis, but that makes sense. Yeah, he's also he the robot. Supposed to do it, yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, the big story is Kamal Najiani of uh, the Eternals, right? Wow. He famously is a comedian, not really the, the guy you would think who would buff up. He was in. Silicon Valley, but he buffed up for that Marvel movie, and then he publicly said, please, guys, I, I'm really self-conscious about it. 
please don't comment on my buffness. Okay. It's like that Jonah Hill thing. Please, I don't want to talk about whatever I'm promoting. You know, it's just, it's a mental health issue. It's like, oh, so it's, he he got, he was affected by the internet, you know, the internet critiquing his physique and calling attention to it. It just was too much for him. As all things. Oh, splash. Oh, the beautiful. Gotta make him laugh. Oh, Wilbur. Wilbur. <laughs> hey, uh, Mr. Ed, who's your favorite comedian? Oh, Bill Burr. I tried. I tried. I tried. I tried. I just saw his special. Yeah. Hey, my buddy's in one of his uh, anthologies, Joe Barnick. I know uh-huh. he's from San Francisco. He's doing great. Did you want, yeah, I guess the Red Rocks one? Here. He's like saying, are those your kids or are those your girlfriends or something? It never gets addressed. What would you call like uh, kid mules? Right? There's a name for that. Horse's ass. Oh, um, you mean like uh, pops or something? Yeah, uh, like uh, ponies. Yeah, I don't, I don't think ponies. ponies. That's a, that's a, a so donkey. there are band-aids on, on, um, the other mules on the mules ass because he got shots in his butt for the animal experiments <laughs> um, <laughs> peter is going to lean on him like this and he's going to oh, oh my lieutenant sterling my butt is killing me ow my ass technically you're my ass you are not you. but i don't know he doesn't own him they're equals. Like I always feel like the the donkey is smarter than him on purpose. Yep, yep. <laughs> Watch right here. He's gonna lean on him right here. Yeah. Oh. They snuck up on me with a square needle. Sorry, Francis. I forgot. They didn't waste any time. Square needle. It was late time. There's a shortcut to the finish line. Oh, beyond. Oh, yeah. That wouldn't be fair. All spare and love and war. Get going. Well, my girl is way ahead of me, isn't she? There is the understate of the year. Come on. <laughs> oh, it's so cute, so genteel. Uh-oh, w- woman. Woman, run. Look, he helps her. He, She helps him up and still wins. <laughs> and still wins. Right, the fish lies right behind her, too. Oh, he didn't win. Yeah. He goes, oh, I just misjudged the height of the fence, is all. Now, okay. Francis just told him all about something he did, you know, new information. There's a general, um, and uh, G- General Benjamin K. So General K doesn't like the wax, like being part of combat and stuff. So they're they're trying to be part of a camouflage unit. And so he said, so he told them all about a big competition with the camouflage. And how General K is trying to get rid of them, and we got to help these wax out. So by mistake, he he shouldn't know that information, and he lets it go go to the captain here. Look how his oh. under. Look at that. I understand why you're all so sensitive. I suppose General K's attitude does get you on edge. General K, what do you know about that? <laughs> oh. What did I say? Oh, ask him on a date. Ask her on a date. Listen. We both go to the post dance together tonight. Oh. oh what, did, what did I say? 
Oh my god, I hate that I'm in the background. It's Ash Wednesday, obviously. Right. Hey, you know, Carl, don't bring that. Don't call it that, would you? Now, whenever I'm around Francis, I never bring up Ass Wednesday. Now, <laughs> they're like, obviously, Major uh, Lieutenant Sterling was planted here by the general to, like, fuck us right. up. Right. Oh, that makes sense. Why else would the guy be in wax? Yep. And why hasn't he been transferred out yet? American hot wax. Look at that old-timey phone. They spared no expense to retrofit this office. They spent no expense on any of this stuff. I mean, it's all mule compliant. I want you to build a set that a mule could walk into a window and talk. You're right away, Miss Lupin. Right, Arthur Lupin. So, okay, prominent director for Universal Pictures in the 40s and 50s, best known today as the man who gave Clint Eastwood his first contract in a film. Yeah, that's the joins the Navy. Uh, Lubin said he directed 69 films, of which eight have been miserable flops. Those included Mickey the Kid and Yellowstone. Huh? Um, he was gay. This is interesting. He died at the Autumn Hills Nursing Home in Glendale, California on May 11, 1995 at age 96. Wow. Hospital worker and serial killer Efren Saldivar allegedly told people he killed dozens of sick and elderly patients. Yeah. And there is some fear that Lubin was one of these. How awful. Yeah. Yeah, I heard about that guy. What's up with that? Those guys shouldn't do that shit. That's really like... Oh, like yeah, pretty... you're against murder? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, I am, Carl. What if I can put my foot down. Yeah, if I, can, if I can stick my neck out here. Listen, you, you're a nurse at an elderly home, and you're like, oh, I should kill them. Fucking go outside and breathe some goddamn air. Touch yeah. grass, nerd. <laughs> Listen, <laughs> I know you're not against murder, but this is a serial killer. That's too far. That's Oh, yeah. Man coming to the barracks. Okay, so now what they think they're doing is screwing over General K., and they're going to assign him, who knows nothing about camouflage, to train the second platoon about how to camouflage. Because and they think he's team, a military guy. Well, he doesn't know anything about camouflage. So if the second platoon doesn't do well, it'll be his fault, the general's plant, they think. And they're going to totally disrespect him now. Good. Are they going to do like jokey stuff like, well, I don't know if you guys could do it. Uh, no, he's not going to do any sexist stuff right now. But we are going to get sexist misunderstandings in our next scene. Like he's like, attention! And I guess women stand at attention different than men. So he's like, I said attention. I'm at attention, sir! So he's like, at ease! <laughs> I said at ease. I am at ease, sir! And I swear he's looking at their boobs. Oh, the sound drives are crazy. I said attention. We are at attention, sir. Now, they put her up front because her boobs are killer. Hey! Now, yeah. look at our sex symbol down there, uh, Mamie Van Doren, all the way. She has the best boobs of the movie. Well, that's, yeah, I mean, she's a famous bombshell. Now, listen, Mike, I, I just want you to know that I've, I've, I've been around boobs. They've been prominent in my life. 
Yes. When I speak about boobs, I know what I'm talking about. And so I just want to say that Mamie, um, in this film, has some of the best films, boobs in the film. Well, Carl, listen, I agree, you know, as a guy who respects women and uh, appreciate female form. Yeah. All I got to say is, oh, God. <laughs> I say that respectfully. I do. I respect most of the women in this film. Um, I don't. Except the mean old captain. Um, yeah. Okay, look, you see Mamie down there. I respect yeah. her. The next one over, not so much. The next one's got nice, big, prominent boobies. I respect her. The next one, not so much. Now, IMDb, like when I was looking at all these Francis movies, they were like, the women in this are like 1950s boobs. I go, check, done. (laughs) (laughs) I picked this one because Chill Wills, it shows up in person. It still has the original ensemble. We do have Mamie Van Doren in this, and it's probably the most preposterous. They did a movie, Goes to Town, where the donkey and him uh, are in New York City, Uh which sounds... Absolutely hysterical having a donkey walking around Times Square and whatnot. Oh, the animal experiment room. Yeah, and we just got a joke in which he thought he was turned into a monkey. I'm getting what I deserve and trying to help you. One more injection, I'll be ready to buck for rear admiral. Why are they ejecting a horse and with what? I don't know. It's experimental. I don't know. We don't learn what it's for. Now, in looking up Julie Adams, Captain Jane Parker, she's in a million television shows. I didn't even list them, but I list here the ones you would have heard of. And I swear there's like 25 of them here. But one of them is The Girl from Uncle, 1967. Did you ever hear The Girl from Uncle? Yeah, I have. It was a TV show. Yeah. yeah. So we know the man think... from Uncle. Why wasn't it the woman from Uncle? But it's the girl from Up. Oh, here she is. This is your uh, famous. Yes, that's you. And she's like quirky. Wow. Here's some carrots for you, rabbit. Listen, I'm not doing the second movie. There's no way. Third, fuck you. I'm not doing it. I'm, I'm a star. Well, here's a no. banana for you. Here's a banana. Okay, I'll do the fifth movie. You didn't bring me Reese's Pieces? <laughs> well, they haven't been Reese's... invented yet. <laughs> well, that's right. Reese's Monkey Pieces. I guess there was a peanut butter cup. Now he's, he's like, you look familiar. And he's going to talk about this crazy person in Burma who talked to a mule. But she never puts two and two together that it's him. She's supposed to be a character and kooky, and she is. Now she's like trying to put two and two together with the mule, but she never will. Right. Doesn't remember the first film? No, no insinuations implied. Oh, no, 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 no
Oh, phew. Yeah. Phew, she's, she's stuck it up the ass. That ha, She's stuck it up his ass. <laughs> the ass. He drank a whole bottle of alcohol yesterday. Now, you dear little mule, I'm going to start you on your pills. I hope you take them nicely. Ooh, man, that's nice. Booze and pills? 1950s <laughs> yeah. booze and 1950s pills? Way to go. Now, um, this Captain Jane Parker, she was in a lot of movies. Uh, she was in a soap opera called Capital in the 80s, but she had a recurring role in Murder, She Wrote. And, but the thing is, when it got into the 90s and the 2000s, she didn't quit. She was on Beverly Hills, Diagnosis Murder, Melrose wow. Place, Family Law. And wow, way to go. In she was in CSI, and she was in Carnage in 2011. She kept going. Carnage the movie? Yes. Yeah. Well, I think I've seen Carnage. That's the one where the two couples are uh, having dinner, and they're talking about how their kids fight each other. I never I, saw it, so I don't know. I know it was 2011, and I know that the French pronounced it Carnage. Let there be Carnage. That's how Venom pronounces it. <laughs> the Marvel? Yeah, the villain is named Carnage in the second movie. And the, the title of the movie is Venom 2, Let There Be Carnage. Uh-huh. I never saw I saw Venom 1, but... It's a good San Francisco movie. I like that he lives in the Tenderloin. Yes. Now, um, this was based on a story called Mr. Whack by Herbert Baker. And it's not clear that it was like, I think he was just a hired writer who wrote the story for this uh, film. Uh, <laughs> Devery De Freeman wrote it and James Alderaya, I don't know. They, they've got lots of history here. Uh, Devery Freeman helped establish a Screenwriters Guild, reorganize it into the Writers Guild of America in 54, and negotiated with studios to build the Guild's right to determine film writing credits. That's good. If they're not crediting Chill Wills for voicing the main character, they're probably fucking over the writers as well. Yes. Okay, so... Francis comes up with this idea to buy cologne, not perfume, I don't know why, for the entire platoon. So now you're going to have to turn the sound up when our sex symbol Mamie gets in because, well, not yet, but because she's very funny. You're all thanking him for the cologne. Okay, here she comes. Here she comes. She's like, Captain sees it. Now watch what she says. Good lipstick on. Slip of the lip. Now listen to what she says. Did you get it? Yeah. She goes, I'm sorry, I just slipped, right? He goes, well, I expect you to be extra careful next time. And she goes, I will be extra careful, extra careful next time. Like, I'm not going to get caught. No, I, I noticed. And then she walked off like that. Oh, hello. Thanks for the perfume, Chloe. I love Old Spice. Uh, yeah, it's called 
Okay, so second platoon is moving up in the rankings. This is going against their plans. Their plans was for second platoon to do horrible and it would be a man's fault. So it's all falling apart. But they're second platoon, right, Carl? So they're winning. There are three platoons. They're all going to perform camouflage exercises. And the second platoon has been slacking with bad morale and doing horrible. So they said, let's slap a man on it and it'll look like it's the man's fault. And that'll tell oh. General K he can't criticize us. But it's not working. They're getting good thanks to him. Make them laugh. Yeah, now that's a that's make him laugh is a, a reference to his singing in the rain yeah, uh, appearance. Let's see this. Now look, this Donald O'Connor was in a lot, a lot, a lot of things. He wasn't just the Francis the Mule Excuse guy. Me. No, no, and in fact I know him much older than he looks in this movie. And you know, I know he looks a lot older in Singing in the Rain compared to what he looks like now. Yeah, that's right. Um, that was, but but Singing in the Rain was 52, which was earlier than this. No, this is 55. What I'm saying is <clears throat> his best known work came in the film Singing in the Rain, 1952. Right. This film's 54, and he looks older in that. Okay, turn it up because you'll hear the voice of the mule. This is... Chill Wills. Wilbur, I mean, Captain. Well, he like he's getting accused of, of planting the the the. He clearly doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. What a mule! What guy! And so he gets off the hook because she realizes she was wrong in this conversation. His best work came in the film Singing in the Rain, 1952, for which O'Connor was awarded Golden Globe. He won a primetime Emmy, four nominations, and received two stars in the Hollywood Walk of Fame throughout his career. He received two? What, television and movies? Um, Radio? I'll have I to check. It. Next time I'm on Hollywood Boulevard, I'll check. I'll let you know. O'Connor received an offer to play Cosmo, the piano player, in Singing in the Rain, 52. Uh, yeah, got a globe, Golden Globe. Uh, the film featured his widely known rendition of Make Him Laugh, which he choreographed with the help of an assistant dance directors and his brother. Do you, was, do you know that scene in the movie, Carl? I have seen Singing in the Rain, and I just didn't care about it, so my sure. memory of it is very... I remember the famous scene with the umbrella dancing on the street, but that's because I it was reinforced by seeing it in clips all the time. Oh, all the time. Yeah, I mean, there's a scene where there's an actress who's trying to do a talkie for the first time. That's a great scene. But the Make, mm -hmm. make Them Laugh song number is probably, for me, like the one of the funniest things I've seen. It's just, like, flawless. And he's terrific in it. So Maybe I, I, I should pick it out again. Ah, you know, if it's on, stay for that scene. It's, on, it's yeah. before. Oh, and when they sing Good Morning in the Morning, it's fun to stay up late in the morning, in the morning, with <laughs> you. Cute movie. 
O'Connor said he was forced to go to the hospital during the production of Singing in the Rain due to injuries and exhaustion. The scene was building to such a crescendo, I thought I'd actually have to kill myself, said O'Connor. That's a little weird. Now, check this out. He was meant to play Bing Crosby's partner in White Christmas, but he was unavailable because he contracted an illness transmitted by the mule. I don't understand. I I've never even heard of that. You can get, like, mule pox? You can get mule pox, I guess. He was replaced in the film by Danny Kay. Look at the... He hears the voice. Yep, and he thinks... He goes, ten shut! He goes, quiet, Francis. It's not funny. But it's really the general. I got I, I need to. Forty pig over there. Wow, it's a transfer of power. It'd be strange, man. If I had, if I was friends with Francis, and then some guy sounded like him, I'm like, yeah. you will not believe this shit. But you sound exactly like a mule that talks to me. You talk that's like you sound like this talking ass. What? What? Yeah, exactly. That's exactly how a talking ass sounds. Now, White Christmas was a huge, huge hit. It's really a missed opportunity that he wasn't in that. And it's weird that he got sick from the mule. O'Connor and Bing Crosby united on Anything Goes 56 at Paramount. It's just not the same thing. And the studio also released the Buster Keaton story of which O'Connor had the title role, which we already know. Right, and he hated that film. I believe it. Well, this, the story of that film is that Buster Keaton got enough money to buy a house. So he said, okay, yeah, whatever you guys want to do, that's fine at this point. Uh-huh. He just and, wanted to not be homeless anymore. Right, so yeah, have some stability. Yeah. yeah. He was living in, like, a, a, a van in the studio lot. Yep, yep. It's yeah. pretty pathetic. He because had a he lost the control, the creative control. We learned this from the general. Yeah, that's right. Well, he did a bunch of movies, and they're on YouTube with Jimmy Durante. What? No beer? And, like, speak easily? And it's, like, these kind of prohibition comedies. It's interesting. I've seen a bunch of them. It just doesn't... I don't know if it doesn't work. Like, you have this Mr. Stoneface silent star himself, and Jimmy Durante! Oh! (laughs) Are we gonna see one of those? Yeah, I have it on the list. I mean, you know what? Maybe let's do it next week. Speak easily. All right. Sounds good. What's it called? Instead of speak easy, it's yeah. a prohibition pun. It's speak easily. Speak easy. Buster is a, oh, I, I don't, gosh. Buster I'm, I'm just, Do you know what I'm, year? No. Yeah, 50-something, 50 and change. So you don't know what year. Oh, I, I don't know offhand, no, okay. but it was in the 50s. I'll look it up. Very 40s. Whatever happened to all the seasons, losers of the year? But every time I got to thinking where they disappear. When I woke up, mommy and daddy were rolling on the couch. Rocking, rolling numbers up. They got my kiss records out. You know, that's a rhyme, even though it's the same word out and out. That breaks their pattern of no rhymes in the song. Is it just that song that Chief Trick doesn't know how to write, or is it like every song is weird? No, uh, it was just that song, The Words Don't Rhyme, which was so yeah. weird. 
I didn't realize they even mentioned Kiss in that song. How crazy is that? <laughs> yeah, I think you need to give that song another listen. Yeah, another listen. Another listen, another listen to Surrender. See, what's funny is in the beginning of that song, the bass is playing an A, and the band is playing a G, and that does not go. Right. But then the G slides into an A, and the song fits together all of a sudden. It's a piece of genius, that song. You know, I remember you complimenting, a, uh, this is years ago, Carl, decades ago, uh, Right Here, Right Now by Jesus Jones. Oh, yeah. You're like, listen to this. It starts off with this techno shit, and then yeah. three seconds into it, it says, fuck this shit, and goes, and starts a guitar playing. Yeah, that's right. It turns into a classic rock. Okay, here's the camouflage, and they're getting Where? better. Where? Where's the camouflage? Ah, uh, <laughs> well, you turn it around, and you see all their flat asses. So I know now, look, right. to teach to teach Peter Sterling, he's camouflaging himself as a moose. Oh, right! I don't see any donkeys around here. You know, the theme song didn't really work for Francis. A mule is a mule, a cule, a cule, a cule, a cule. <laughs> and no one can talk to a mule, a cule. <laughs> Unless a cule, the mule, a cule, it's the, the famous, famous Francis talking mule. What's this, a moose? Hey. Just a little lesson in camouflage. I thought you would be a little horse. Are you kidding? This is my bread and butter talking. Don't be insulting. Jill Will Wills was like a big time poker player. I can't get my head around Jill Wills. First off, what a great name. Yeah. That's I'm sure that's not his real name. Well, his last name must be Wills, and he must have got that yeah. nickname. Right. And he's like got Buster. the southern drawl. Drawl. Like was he so was he in every single Western? Was he like poker player number two in the uh, bar? Will's deep, rough voice with its Western twang was matched to the personality of a cynical, sardonic mule. Uh, <laughs> it doesn't say here he was in a lot of Westerns, but I'm sure he was. He was in the city of Chicago, the, the city that never sleeps in 53. Was that Giants Chicago? Giants in 56 with Rock Hudson, wow. Elizabeth Taylor, and James yeah, Dean. James Dean. Best Supporting Actress in Davy Crockett's The Alamo. Check this out, man. This is, okay, Wills was nominated for Academy Award for Best Supporting Actor in his role in Davy Crockett's companion beekeeper film, The Alamo, 19, 1960. However, his aggressive campaign to win the award was considered tasteless. What, really? Star's director and producer, John Wayne, who publicly apologized for Willis. What the fuck? Yeah, there's no such thing as bad publicity. There's no such thing as tactlessness in Hollywood. They had to single this guy out? It must no, have been well, really awful. His publicity agent sort of fell on his sword. His name was Bow Wow Wojowski or something. He accepted blame for the ill-advised effort, claiming that Willis knew nothing about it. I got to read up about this. I want to find out this offensive Oscar campaign. He lost to Peter uh, Ustinov and Spartacus oh. anyway. Well, that's interesting. He would have lost anyway. I don't know. They're kind of schooling him here. Should we do Chill Wills or should we do Spartacus? I don't know. Who should win best? Chill Wills or fucking Spartacus guy? 
But now you do believe we can talk or no one. And uh, you're willing to stand by that story, Lieutenant? Yes. So now the mule talking is really coming out. Are they going to discover that he does talk? Like, are they, they gonna... are. They are. Okay, so now that he's admitted that a mule talks, he's been institutionalized and he's no longer commander of the platoon. I hate when that happens. Uh -oh. Now, Chill Wills was a poker player. He was close friends of Benny Binion, the founder of the World Series of Poker. Binion's, yeah. And a guy who owned the Horseshoe Casino in Vegas. Wills participated sure. in the first Poker World Series held in 1907 and is seated in the center of the famous picture with a number of legendary players. Oh, who, Doyle? The guy who wrote... Uh... Doyle's, book, Hoyle's Rules. Doyle's Rules, right? You know what I'm talking about? According to Doyle was his book. No, Hoyle with an H. No, but there's a poker player with Doyle, and he had a book oh, according to Doyle. Cool. Like super superstar poker. Like he had this big-ass thick book on how to play poker. So you think Chill Wells knew Gabe Kaplan back in the day? No, I think that was 76, and here yeah. we're talking about – well, probably when it came around – no, I'm, that wasn't 76, because that was his fame in Welcome Back, Cotter. I think he became a poker player much later. Yeah, maybe after maybe after Fast Break, after all the Gabe Kaplan movies dried up. Um, appear, he had, Chill Wills had made appearances on behalf of Barry Goldwater, Republican Whoa. nominee against Lyndon Johnson. Later in 68, he refused to support Richard Nixon. Uh, oh, yeah. Cause... Master of Ceremonies for George Wallace. George Wallace. Yeah, governor of Alabama. I don't know about this Nixon guy. He's too much of a radical. I'm just going to stick with my George Wallace's. <laughs> yeah. The South shall rise and segregation forever. Wills is amongst the few Hollywood celebrities to endorse Wallace and bid against Nixon and Hubert Humphrey. That's so nuts. He was also a singer in the Avalon Boys Quartet. That was a. That's how he started his fame. You could clearly hear his voice. I'm sure it's like these angelic voices, and then there's a dog chill. Wow, he's yeah. probably the bass. He provided the deep voice for Stan Laurel's performance of "The Trail of Lonesome Pine." Oh, in way okay. out west in '37, in which the Avalon Boys Quartet appeared. So he comes from a lot of fame. Yeah, you got something on your face right there. You didn't shave this morning, did you? I didn't shave this morning. Now look, he's, she's saying, I heard the mule. It's real. It's true. The mule fucking talks. You starting serious? So they're going to hey, say ventriloquism. You know, I have another Clint Eastwood connection. Okay. He started in a movie called The Mule. Okay. And he was in Francis Choice the Navy, and Francis was a mule. You still never seen the outlaw Josie Wales or Pale You've Rider. Never seen uh, uh, the good, the bad, and the ugly. No, I've seen the good, the bad, and the ugly. I've seen those. The, I've seen the entire trilogy. For you did, yeah, years ago. I saw a few dollars more. You saw that? Yeah, uh, yeah. It was. Uh, it starts off with wow, and then for a few dollars, check out this movie, and then the sequel for a few dollars more. 
I've seen all three. I've seen I've seen the, the good, the bad, and the ugly trilogy. I have. What color I have. did they paint the town in for a few dollars more? Uh, I know they paint the wagon. That's a different movie. You did movie. not see these films. Of course I've seen these films. Listen, I saw the good, the bad, and the ugly in London 30 years ago with this fucking great sound system. They played okay. the do-do-do. Like, you could hear it in the back and on the side. Blah-blah-blah. It was really cool. No, I saw that on TV. I saw Lawrence of Arabia in that theater, and they played the music. Okay. But I've seen The Good, The Bad, The Ugly. Eli Wallace is great in that movie. I think you need to see it again. Did you see Pale Rider? No, I haven't seen Pale I don't see anything directed by Clint Eastwood. That's Last one, I saw Cry Macho. That's a mistake. Oh, Listen, you got to Cry Macho. Macho. does not count. That's like contemporary. We're, this we're, should be Cry Francis, where this boy brings his donkey <laughs> everywhere. Yeah. They do donkey fights. There's no donkey fights in this movie, right? They don't uh, like. No, there's they no. Don't donkey put razor fight. blades on his paw and they put him in the center. <laughs> nope, they don't even shoe his his feet. Donkeys. Now they're suspecting ventriloquism. That's a, a perfectly logical explanation. Now here comes the general making a big show of his troops arriving to compete with the camouflage ladies. Brought the Batmobile. Oh, way to go. This is nothing shows uh, respect than bringing yeah. your fucking golf club. He's in the club. Look, all the press are there. That's Francis's voice. Yes, it is. And what he's saying is. When they fail today, the wax will be in their place. They'll be secretary pool kind of people. They'll be kitchen patrol. They'll be cleaning up, you know. Right. It's ridiculous to think that they could compete with the men in any sort of military operation. Like when a man needs to put a beer down, they'll be there with the coaster. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the guy has the voice of uh, the, the mule. So, yeah, so she gets shocked. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought you were a mule. What? I thought you were talking us. This is the second time this has happened to me. What the fuck? Where's my sound? I'll go through that again. I mean Lieutenant Sterling. Oh, Sterling. Yes, I met him and his mule. What do you mean the animal talks? What, what do you mean the animal talks? Hey, it sounds like me. That's preposterous. Well, they never really say and sounds like me. Everybody's just supposed to hear that. Oh, uh, right. Well, he does. I mean, Donald hears it immediately, for, uh, Sterling. And I guess the other woman who's heard the, the mule talk kind of picked up on it, too. And I think by the fifth one, everyone knows it was his voice. You know, everyone who went to the theater to see him that see it that night knew the backstory of he was the voice. My brother gave me a DVD compilation of Bosom Buddies. I think uh -huh. it's the first season, but the, the first and second season, the first season, the girls didn't know that they were dressed up as women to, right. to, to stay there. And then the second season, they, all the women knew that they were dressed up as women. They, they let it slide. So it's like in this movie, like, do they know the donkey pox? Um, yes. They, they each one at a time find out, including the general. Yeah. Now they're going to go into the psych ward and see see this talking donkey 
Is, did they realize that he was not brought in by the the general? It's just it was a computer error. Yeah, they well they don't know it's a computer error, but they do because the general is so oblivious. What are you talking about? They just let they drop it. They drop their accusations. Can you do you remember a storyline from Mister Ed? Like Wilbur gets in. I don't remember any like. What storyline with a talking horse could you fucking do? I don't remember any storyline. I do remember watching the show in reruns. I yeah. do remember it was always he was in the stable, and and the 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 man would be like, "You're causing trouble for me in the real world again. You can handle it, Burr Wilbur." Wilbur, what did I do? I've been in the stable for the last twenty-two minutes. Okay, so I don't know if it's so funny, but why don't we listen? Sure. Oh, well, this is the money shot. The voice shot. So you're the talking you, huh? All right. Talk it up. This is all utter nonsense. What do you mean, utter nonsense? <laughs> Same voice. What, did you ladies hear something? We heard you, General. No, you didn't. You heard the mule. I heard you talk. So did I. Me? It was the mule. Mule. Did you say something? <laughs> Come on. Speak up. Are you giving me permission to sound off, sir? Oh, they said too. Permission granted. Sound off. Well, let's start with you're a narrow-minded fuddy-duddy. <laughs> you're the ass. You probably think the top brass is the machinery that runs this man's army. Horse feathers. Now you take these wings. Everyone knows that women are here to stay, but not you. I didn't know that. You got the idea they're in the service just to keep your memos circulating. This is the most ridiculous... I will not be dressed down by a talking mule. Right. Especially when I'm doing the talking. See, ah, there, there's your answer to it. He was simply doing, throwing his voice. Right. Like a ventriloquist, Dick. I will now throw my voice while smoking and drinking. Okay. And now while I smoke. You just want <laughs> the back to be wow. Who's saying that? In the typing pool. <laughs> and now I will suck Charlie McCarthy's dick while throwing my voice. Oh god! Oh god! It feels so good. Whoa! Every time someone hears the mule and thinks they're crazy, they're doing that like mud painting. I don't know. Not stereotypical of being crazy they don't do that james bond thing where someone is drinking and then sees a talking mule and then looks at his drink and throws it away right throws it over his yeah i never get tired of that there's a flying coffin down the, the down the uh venice canals oh i gotta stop drinking <laughs> yeah that's I, right. car flies over a bridge oh i better stop drinking but i think that was roger moore and gold and gold um uh, there was one in which they had the speedboat and the and yeah, the, the for your eyes only around that time, I think. Yeah, and and the 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 the, the 
Jackie Gleason wannabe sheriff was chasing him the whole way, and they couldn't arrest him in the end. He goes, this here boy is working with our with our CIA. He goes, what? <laughs> Throw him in the clink. Now, now he's from England now, and and they sent him over here to help our boys out. This is outrageous. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, they would always be. Uh... I now they can again. see it's not ventri. She, Captain, can see um, uh, that it is not ventriloquism at all. It's real. Oh, and it's a, it's you know the best thing could happen to you. Don't answer that. Lose those captain bars for a couple hours. Act like a woman. Break a few rules. You like Pete, don't you? Yeah. You want to believe that he's on your side? Yeah. Yeah. Well, he is. What's more, he could help this operation. He could pull that second platoon so, line to the line. He's getting Check. convinced to break him out of the loony bin, put him back on platoon two because they're fucking up, and the they'll be get back into shape if he's their leader again, and they can win this camouflage thing. You would figure the storyline would be that the women take over and everything's better. Uh, I, I don't know. No, I don't know. I, I this point think, well, I mean, this film shows that the wax are just as capable as as the man's army. Yeah. Um, Bill Burr did that in the comedy special. He was saying that um, all studies show women are smarter than men. Like all. Yeah, so he's like, then why are you in this condition that you're in? Stop blaming us. <laughs> you got the brains. I should check that out. Okay, now, he's like, we're going to break him out of here. And Sasha's like, this is against regulation. And then he's going to kiss her, and she flips. Oh, she'll change her mind? Yeah. Does he remember her from the first movie? No. Well, that's a kiss. She goes... How can I help? <laughs> Look how she holds her hands and oh, she's great character. Yeah, Zazu Pitts. Just one of the greatest names out there. Yep. She goes, okay, take off your clothes. What? Yeah, I want, you know, I want um, Sterling to wear them, and Sterling goes, what? Wait a minute, really? But there's going to be a. They're going to. He's. She's going to switch into the nurse's outfit and just walk out of there as the nurse. But then there's a problem. His hair. They need a wig or something. Right. Of course. Yeah. It makes perfect sense. Who wrote this screenplay? A mule. <laughs> makes no sense. It took four people to write this screenplay. Wow. Well, Listen. Francis would never say this. This is shit. This is not real. This is not. This doesn't hold true to the character. He would never say this. I sounded like an. Oh, he sounds like an ass. Let's. <laughs> he would not say this. So the joke here is he doesn't know how to put on a dress. He's never done it before. Oh, there's a horse by the, a mule by the window. Right. It just so happens there's always windows. Clip, clop, clip, clop, clip, clip clop. clop. Next window. Nay. Oh, that's the worst. They forgot the hat, I think. 
oh, look, it's one of those iPhone charger lamps. He, she thinks it's the general seeing her naked. Right. Right, because he sounds like the general, but it's never really. Oh, it's a talking mule. A talking mule? And it's not explained why in the world he would sound like the general. Just a coincidence, I guess. It, they're having fun with that, but it doesn't make any sense. Right. It doesn't make any sense that he would know that the computer messed up. And well, like I told you, the general's going to get a... Not making a joke. His voice is going to get hoarse. And I, I've watched this movie. This is my fourth time. And I... Wow. The other three times I watched it, I never caught what made his voice hoarse. They jump into this huddle. I'll show you when we get there. Carl, we just picked this movie a couple of days ago. You've seen this is a, you've seen it for that many times already? Three times. Wow. I saw it the day you told me about it, and then I saw it last night, and then I took one of my long-ass walks today and watched it while I was going around the block. Here is what they're going to use for the wig. Oh. Doing it for the cause. Every movie, I have to get my tail clip. You need a wig. Who's going to sweep the floor? Why don't this guitar has no strings? Every movie. So here comes him as the nurse. Oh, he's got horse hair, a mule hair. Oh, that must smell. Is the hair like swatting flies? <laughs> turn it up, turn it up. Lieutenant Sterling is not to be disturbed. Yes, sir. Keep it up, keep it up. Whatever you're thinking, Corporal, is not true. Okay, that's good. She goes, whatever you're thinking, it's not true, because, you know, she's coming yeah, out she's a disheveled, she was in a room with the man. I get it. So, a guy did... Terribly not inspiring speech. Whatever you think was not true. Oh, I thought I saw Donald O'Connor with a uh, mule hair walk out dressed. Not as a true. Not, not true. true. Listen to her uninspiring. Up, oh, maybe it's over. That's right. oh, hey, ambient noise. Oh, it's a crowd noise. Crowd noise in the fifties. Fifties crowd noise. Okay, what's that? You sprung him loose. This is blah, my blah, fault, blah. Major. Oh yeah. What's the meaning of this? I'm responsible, Major. You see, I thought the urgency was so great, but that was some time to consult. I believe that Lieutenant Sterling can help us. You the background noise. Oh, I'll be in background noise. No Marvin Garvey. No Marvin Garbage. And he still is in the whack. He'd better come through for us tomorrow, and he'll never get out of the whack. So she agrees to it. Get out of the whack. <laughs> Oh, right. Oh, so we'll never see him in this stupid outfit again. Right. That's right. And he, and uh, Francis is missing his ass hair. Donald O'Connor's contract with Universal had expired, and so there was like a little doubt if he would do this role again. But he agreed to make another film. He enjoyed making these films. And he said it was hard because he had to act serious so everyone would believe that the mule right. was talking i don't think it's so hard but well you want to be in on the joke like oh, i can't believe this can you but no you gotta play it straight so let me it's gonna work shakespeare did that a lot oh so this is the big war game yeah this is the big war game and the women have to stay camouflaged and not get caught by the men 
I think I've seen movies where they had war games like this. Like the end of the movie was like war war. games. Yeah, right. I'm trying to think of a movie that had war games in it. War games? There there was this one movie. It was like Navy versus what was that movie? Uh, there was a famous one. Yeah. Where they kind of screw up at the end or something like that. What about Stripes? The movie Stripes. Didn't they also do this trick where they had competing teams? No, they no, they had to really go break out. They had to go into uh, East Germany and break out. There Shall were captured soldiers, remember? Yeah, you're right. Sergeant Hulka was boots on the ground for that one. He, uh, oh yeah, that's right. Sergeant Hulka, who we love, Warren Oates from many yes, things right. that we've seen. I guess he, Chill Wills has a Warren Oates vibe to him, like a lightweight Oates. You know what? Warren Oates is much better. He's got presence. He's Oh, he's got presence. He's got depth. He really hates humanity. Yeah. He was great <laughs> in The Cockfighter. He yeah. was great in that movie with Jodie Foster. No. Oh, no. Uh, it wasn't Jodie Foster. It was yeah. Christy McNichol, right? Christy McNichol. He was great movie. in 96 in the shade, 94 yeah. in the shade, 92 72? in the shade. 72 in the shade. 72? That'd be a little chilly for Florida. Chill wills. Now, look, they're just walking right past all the... All the chicks. Right. Look, you wouldn't you wouldn't even notice a beautiful woman if you tripped over her. Well, I'd notice if I saw her bush. Her bush is on display. <laughs> Oh, your bush is all green. <coughs> bush. <coughs> bush showing. <coughs> oh, thank you. I was so embarrassed. Your bush is showing. Oh, gosh. So they're analyzing the photos they've taken and saying, no, I don't see any. I don't see. He goes, well, what's that right there? Who goes, well, that's your bunker, General. Oh. So they're they're so far beating the men. They're staying hidden. Right. They're, they're right there. In the go. Okay. Now we'll have. Um, Yokels. Yeah. And one of them is our sexy, pretending to be the sister. Well, he's faking the banjo, but he's doing a good, good job of it. That's Mamie Van Doren again. That's a great, that's a great dress you're wearing. Wow, so it says the best of the West. That's her butt. Right, but it's a sugar shack. It's a sugar bag. Right, right. Yeah. Uh, they're being hicks. Right. Where did the wax go? Uh, they went this way, that way. So you see the fence there, right? Yeah. Okay, watch. Camouflage! These oh. girls are cleaning up. Oh, I guess it's nothing. This is an expression no one does in real life. Watch, he'll go, huh? Oh, well. Oh, well. Never noticed that, but that's always in the movies. But it never happens in real life that you say to yourself, huh? I don't know. I don't know. Shrug it off. Shrug it off, yeah. Oh, hey, Carl. uh, You passed me a joy, right? I'm like, I don't know. Do you have COVID? That doesn't matter, huh? I'll smoke it. Oh, well. Oh, well. Hey, I dropped this hot dog on the ground. Yeah. My friend Andrew Rich will not smoke a bowl with you. He he says, you know, 
he you have to bring your own paraphernalia so that I respect him. I respect yeah, him. But what happens if you get it, Mike? You get sick. You get a little sick, right? They, all these stories about people are dying and respirators. No, 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 no. It's what nothing like that. It's just, it's just there was a time where you would smoke a bowl and it was this pot. It's this compassionate thing where you share. It's not like right? cocaine. And then it's like, well, I don't want to put my fucking lips on on a joint that you just smoked. Fuck this shit. <laughs> if you want to get high, bring your own pipe. It's not like he's not getting, not offering his weed. He's just saying, I don't want to share my pipe with it. Oh, no, no. It's perfectly cool. It's perfectly cool. As a matter of fact, the day I got COVID, I texted him because I hung out with him the night before. And right I said, on. I have COVID. And he goes, damn. <laughs> but he didn't have it. He didn't have it. Because you guys didn't share a pipe. I don't know. We were at the same open mic together. And no, we didn't. You're right. You're right. We didn't. But I don't know that that's like, I, I don't know when I got it. When I was contagious, I just know where I got it. If you know a friend of ours from the show, uh, he got COVID and he was like, I think it's because I was smoking pot with the comics after, after a, mm -hmm. a show. Because the next day I got a headache. Although I'm sure okay, it takes so a days. There's their radio. And oh, no. It's cool. It's cool. They put it out right away. It's just a distraction. So he sets the radio down. Oh, I see. And here's. He's going to take the radio. Now, he's in a camouflage tree stump. Once again, it's going to move, and the soldier's going to shrug it off. Ah, I thought it was over there. Guess it's over here. Ah, who knows? How does how do they get the props? Like, I is know. there a prop department? It's very weak. Well, I mean, like, we watched plenty of, like, Bugs Bunny where he pulls shit out. Like, the whole point of Bugs Bunny is that he just goes off state, off frame and pulls whatever out. But you right? could do that in a in a cartoon. Before CGI, you could not do shit like that. Yeah. Okay, so now he's got the wrong walkie-talkie. They can hear the orders that the men are being given. And because the donkey sounds like the general, he's going to start giving wrong orders. Okay, my head just exploded. This is like when Jack and Jill, when Jack dresses up as Jill. Even <laughs> though Adam Sandler's dressing up as Jill anyway. I got to tell you, that movie was great and shit. It was great and I, shit. I, I think movie historians will be talking about Jack and Jill for the next decade. Okay. But, when, when Adam Sandler put on the dress and said, I'm Jill, it was right. such bullshit. But do you remember when Al Pacino got the, the there was, someone had their cell phone in the audience and he fucking freaked on them? You remember that? But then later, the cell phone rings again and he, in the next night, and he's ready to fucking beat the shit. And he goes, oh, it, it's me. It's me. And he takes the call on stage. Well, he's terrific in that movie. Al Pacino, like when he does a three-minute Dunkin' Donuts commercial. Do, uh, do you remember when he was pretending he knew a foreign language? So he said to the servant, the fuck? The the I know. I thought I was watching Scarface. I thought I was watching Godfather. The way he gibberish in another language. So even though that movie was crap, at the same time, there were so many hilarious segments in there. You, and, I, and a I, lot of it is Al Pacino. I mean, I call attention to it because the premise is that they have this guy, you know, dressed up as, as his sister. And they spend a lot of Hollywood money to make the effects right. But in the movie itself, he decides to use 
makeup to disguise himself as a sister. Right. So it's like saying you're paying money for this effect, and now they're calling. This is a plot point too. It's always right, strange right. when it happens. It's like uh, Theodore Rex, right? The movie that we can't watch. The Woody yeah, Goldberg. we could. The, he's kind of a puppet, and at one point, like he's literally talking to a, a puppet animal out of a bag, and I'm like, yeah. <laughs> That's all you guys do is puppets. Might as well have more puppets in it. But it, it was perfect the way that Adam Sandler dressed up as his sister because it was so obvious before and now right. it's obvious now, but it's plot point obvious. It, is, it became plot point obvious. It's It was a weird move, a weird flex. I mean, I, I agree with you. It's, it's not the worst Adam Sandler movie. I mean, even his worst movies like... Uh, I just wish that movie was great all the way. I wish you could go back in time and say to Adam Sandler, you got to do something other than a girl voice. You know, you got to uh, do Pacino, something. Pacino does, gives that extra. That whole, like, Al Pacino, yeah. Frappuccino song is just so... Uh, yeah, um, Dunkachino. Dunkachino. I'm Dunkachino. Yeah. yeah, I think there's, like, a Instagram or a Twitter account where every day they do a different version of that song. Like, they, <laughs> they tweak that song. Yeah, okay. it's a wow. You look at these the rocks. Yeah, it's like you were talking about the props. So now they're gonna sort of smoke bomb. Oh, there's our sexy, sexy. Yes, star. Hey, Mamie. She really isn't so sexy in this thing. She does sexual things. Well, I mean, again, like she didn't want to be in this movie. She just does the best she can get out of there. Yeah, to, she uh, really, really did not want to be in this film, but it was a contract. We we like Jane Mansfield. We watched the James Mansfield story, the TV movie with Lonnie Anderson and, right. and uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger as uh, the bodybuilder boy, husband. And then yes. uh, we saw the weird, wonderful world of Jane Mansfield, that right. creepy exploitation film they did after her death. Yep. Yeah. Great great series of episodes we did there it was really oh as she was in the fat spy i remember the fat spy i think I james Mansfield the spy with or... the big nose was which one was the one in which they were in a submarine he goes ashore yeah right and there was like some kind That's of island probably was... spy with the big nose fat spy was with phyllis diller yeah and he, okay. okay i do remember the other one you're talking about I don't know the title. Probably going back two years or more. Because that was pre-COVID for sure. Right, I remember that. Okay, guys, give them hell. All right, girls, give them heck. There you see. And they got their grenades. Oh. Oh, they throw like a girl. You throw like a girl. Yeah, when it comes to throwing hand grenades at me, you throw like a girl. Can you stop it? Also, yeah, stop throwing grenades. This is the final push in which they're getting away because it's all smoky. Oh, look! He found one! She's It's obviously camouflage! Got gotcha. it! Oh! Wilbur. That's one thing I love about Mr. Ed. It's just he was so dismissed. Like, the way he says Wilbur, like, could express so many different ways. Yes. And he's happy Wilbur. 
when he's just a Wilbur. So the donkey pulled the rock with the rope, so it was fake. And then this guy jumps on a real rock and hurts his stomach. He sued the, the mule, didn't he, after the games was over? <laughs> yes. Okay, now, this is the scene in which somehow, like, the general's going to walk away from the scene with a sore throat, with a hoarse voice. And I don't see why. Oh, let's now, get the, the sound print. Sounding like the general, the donkey's behind him, and he's going to order his men to jump into the water. Don't stand there, men. Jump, jump. Yes, general. Yes, sir. What? what? A living nightmare. Who's giving orders around here? Answer, what's wrong? What's wrong? Have you gone crazy? Don't stand there. Jump, jump. Hi, sir. Captain, with your men. Wow, the good, good thing they missed the other guys. Now, now, I don't know if it's funny or not, but the general almost follows his own order and jumps. Who said that? Stop it, me. So when they were in Burma together, the it was Francis refused to go on the bridge because he could see it was about to collapse. And the, that's a recurring gag in the film. The general goes, I had a mule like that. He was a complete idiot. He wouldn't walk us across the bridge. And then it collapsed. And... I don't know. We get. I haven't mentioned it till now because it's not the greatest callback, but right, yeah, needs a better callback. Like he steps in donkey shit in the beginning <laughs> of the movie and then at the end of the movie. So Zaza Pitts goes here, General. You would you like some aspirin? And she goes. He goes. No, what for? And she's like, You're gonna need it. So it's like there's no sign of the women. General, good. We're obviously beating them. If right. Nine of them. There's no sign. There's just 16 bushes, four rocks by the finish line. But other than that, no women. Turn it up because he's like, you might as well give up now, Major. Louise, you may as well know this. Your girls are on their own now. That uh, little male wack has been disqualified by now. There are still two minutes left. Yeah. Do you mind if I hold that much longer? Two minutes. Two minutes. Two minutes. Mule! Where's the... Where's Sterling? Did you disqualify him? No, sir. We finally caught up with this jackass, sir, but there was no sign of a lieutenant or anyone else. No, I don't need... Who's not? There's one of them within miles of us. You want to bet? You by you now, did no right? Ew, crusty donkey eye. Wah, wah. Leave the mule with me. Hey, Buster. Are you looking for uh, speakers? Yeah, like how? Who? What's making the voice? It's gotta be a trick. It's from Russia. It's a, a Moscow it's mule. Now look, now he's getting hoarse. Now why did he just get hoarse? 
Now look who's coming. Oh, I don't believe it. Wah, wah. Women with t-shirts. Oh, God. <laughs> it's not a contest. Oh, it's not? I just bought a beer. Yay, look at There they are. Tee hee. Now the donkey's rubbing it in. You suck. You should kill yourself. <laughs> <laughs> now this look, is for your horse voice. Jaja Pitt's giving, you're going to need aspirin now. So and they're like, why? Why is this voice horse? I never. And it's said. weird. That's strange. Yeah. Now, what happens is he gets up to give a speech, and the horse basically gives the speech for him. I saw it on NTV, WNTV. What? I, I saw the speech on WNTV. Now look, he's not moving his mouth, and people are right close to him. Yeah. Now look, he's unplugged. <laughs> Who did that? Is there a hoof mark by it? <laughs> and so he's comp WNTV. W no, it's WNTV. <laughs> WNTV. So it's basically saying, I respect the wax, and they're the, you know, I have to admit defeat. And well, all the kids in the audience were like, Yay! Hooray! Sound, sound in this movie is so fucking basic. Yeah. Give me some hooray sound effects. I quit the talking real movies. So now he's, he's been institutionalized because he's talking about a talking mule. I've wow, never had a general before. What what a coincidence. We just had a patient in here yesterday who saw a talking mule and everyone else was talking about a talking mule and there he is in your window. Yep, and we're wrapping up our film. Huh? Salute to tail. <laughs> Which was snipped before wig, right? Right. They don't play that in. Me. I can't believe it's over, Carl. Wow, time has flown. I just I just felt like just 90 minutes ago we started what we gratefully acknowledge the cooperation of the Women's Army Corps and the of the United States Army. That is whack, man. <laughs> it is whack. The Women's Army Corps? They're that's whack. That's whack. Everyone knows that's whack. Zazu. Oh. Zazu. Valerie Humpet. Cheers. Uh, well, Carl, what'd you think of this movie? I enjoyed it. Uh, it's not a good film, but I enjoyed it anyway. Uh, it's typical classics of your style that we're not watching the first one. We're watching the fifth one. We're watching the fifth one, right. right and it's right in the middle uh, Again, it's because the the voice of the uh, donkey is also a, plays an actor. I thought that was weird enough, and uh, uh, and that they had like it was a ladies' thing. Like he has to he crashes a lady's uh, army. Yeah, and there was no romance, and I credit the film for that because that's the obvious thing. Like in the beginning, there's a whack who's against him. 
and he doesn't like her. And then by the end, they're kissing, you know? Yeah. Do you think it's because it's a kid's movie, first and foremost, that they're just going to skip the romance? I guess so, but they did a lot of sex stuff, you know? I don't think it was... Uh, they gave, they did a lot of sex stuff, so. I can't find, so we both like this movie, and uh, I don't know, my, I'm eventually going to have to watch the other four beforehand, and then these two that followed. I don't find a trailer for Speak Easily. I find the full film. Right, yeah, and I see that it was reviewed by Zombie Toad. Does that mean we shouldn't uh, do it? Years. Is that a prominent? Yeah, Som- Zombie Toad did a uh, two-minute review 13 years ago, so I think that might cross. Oh, but Mike, we do something different. We watch the whole film. We're watching the whole movie. Of course. No, we're fine. We're good. Oh, I should mention, Carl, um, there is Giant Bomb, which is a big deal gaming podcast empire. Okay. They just watched, uh, they did a watch along for The Terminator. Oh, interesting. Yeah, uh, which we did a couple years get ago. Along, get away with that because of copyright. Well, they don't care. There's, you know, they're younger. They're younger than us. They so just go ahead and do it. So, okay. yeah. Yeah. So, if you guys want to check out another, because uh, we did the Terminator, we did it as a special show. Right. It's Man. not on YouTube because if you didn't want to risk copyright. And the only way you can get that on YouTube is to be part of our Patreon, which doesn't exist. Right. Yeah. We so actually pay awesome. you. To, to make sure that we don't have a Patreon. Yeah. We'll pay, you. we'll pay you if you will watch this Terminator, please. You got to yeah. watch the whole thing, though. All right. Well, we want to watch next week. As we mentioned, we're going to watch the Buster Keaton, Jimmy Durante pairing Speak Easily from 1932. As Carl mentioned, we don't have a real trailer for it. We have several versions uh, available, and we'll definitely watch one. We'll, here, I'll do a trailer for you. Ready? RKO Radio Pictures presents a radio picture. Oh, it's universal, right? Hey, the guys who hold the contract to Buster Keaton has a Buster Keaton movie. Is it really 1932? Because how could how could O'Connell O'Connor be in it? No, 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 no. He's not in this one. Speak easily is Buster Keaton. And Jimmy Durante. Ah, okay, cha, 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 cha. It's, a speak, it's a speaker. It's a yeah. It's talk, they did. Talk. It's a prohibition pun. They speak easily. Yeah. Uh, so here I'll I'll play the trailer for you. Universal Studios presents Hot Shot Jimmy Durante. Hot cha cha. Oh, Mrs. Durante, I'll I'll see you later, you old broad. And. That guy who's hanging out of the studio, Buster Keaton. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's, he opens the window. Buster! Come on yeah, in. Yeah, Buster, come on in. Huh? Well, uh, that's... Did you take a shower before we... Where? Where am I going to take a shower? I live in a van. <laughs> By the gate. You know, that's funny. Like, he should go up and, like, not talk because he's a silent star. I wish yeah. he does in these movies. He does. He speaks in a manner... That will take you and watch you to flush your head down the toilet. <laughs> I will get that joke after I see this film because he has a weird talking voice. Yeah, yeah, it's just like you want. So we're gonna watch it. At what no beer is the one I like. It's not on the YouTube. So fortunately, him and Jimmy did a bunch of movies together, including Speak Easily from 1932. That'll be our movie next week. So 
As always, we are streaming on Muni Radio, so check us out next Sunday at 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Subscribe to our podcast at L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, and you can get the audio every Sunday night or subscribe to the YouTube channel, same acronym, L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T, where Carl will sync the movie and the podcast. Carl, anything you'd like to promote? And you do so much work on this. I'd I love to give you carlsucks.com. That's carlsucks.com. Find out what's going on with me. Sounds good. And I have nothing going on, so there's nothing to worry about. We'll see you guys next Sunday. Bye. Let's watch Uh, thank you very much. Uh, this is.
What's up, everybody? You are now tuned in to the final hour here on Mini Radio. My name is Archivist. Thank you for joining us tonight. You can donate to Mini Radio on our website, miniradio.fm. Click on the donate link or send us some love on Venmo. Our Venmo tag is at Mutiny Radio. We thank all the love and support from all you listeners out there. Thank you guys for keeping us on the air playing you what we love we started things off with a little Freddie Gibbs and Madlib 
And the last track, track right there was some brand new Dej Loaf pop out produced by the Bay Area's only DJ Fresh. Really dope track right there. And I got some more new music for y'all tonight. I'm also going to play some shoegaze shit that I'm listening to. But uh, hope everybody's doing good out there, having a good week. This upcoming Tuesday is election day, so be sure to vote out there, especially if you're a registered voter in the city of San Francisco. There's a lot of things going on. I'm gonna just give you a couple quick of my personal endorsements. This is picks from the archivist. for district attorney, I highly recommend John Hamasaki. He was on the SF Police Commission, and I think he's going to be a progressive voice for the people in that position. And we need to get the criminal Brooke Jenkins appointed by London Breed out of office. So vote him, John Hamasaki, district attorney. And then just quickly on propositions definitely vote no on prop j to close jfk drive uh and no on prop i keep that closed let's keep the bikes and pedestrians out there and then especially prop m the empty homes tax let's tax that Everyone should have a home in this city and we should be able to build more affordable housing as well. So vote yes, prop in. That's just a little rundown for me right there to give y'all some encouragement this coming Tuesday. Back right now, we got Tall Black Guy and Jose Moore and Malaya off their album of Process and Progression. And Tall Black Guy has been one of my favorite producers the last few years. His drums are just really crazy. This track called Vibrate. Go check out his stuff. Right after this, we're going to hear brand new music from one and only Wizkid. He's got a new album coming out this Friday, More Love, Less Ego. Hot off releasing one of the biggest albums ever, Made in Lagos, which just came out like roughly two years ago. Incredible album overall and had one of the biggest songs in the world, Essence. And he's back with new music. And he dropped this early single, Bad To Me. And I think it's going to be another special album from Nigeria's own Wizkid. Keep locked here on the final hour. Mini Radio. Yes. Thank you. 
cost in my way. This kind of body done the cost in my grain. I won't believe if you do I'm your way. Or if you want, if you do I'm my way. I wait, too shut I don't take you. You tell me you're not go I one day. I know they care, say they buy my damn pray. Money on me, mind outside. Someone who wouldn't know love if it hit them on the front of the face. 